um, our family values in this area, what we would, as Jesus followers, what we think God and Scripture and Jesus would speak when it comes to behavior in certain aspects of our life. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Hi. Very happy theme song. For a happy day. Wow. Happy podcast day. It is a happy day. It we're, is. we're in, we're well into fall. Mm-hmm. Is it fall? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't know if you die. Are we I can't well tell in, in California. Just, no. There's no, there's no. some seasons here, but most of the time I, I have no clue what. Yeah part of the year we're in especially today is like 85 degrees oh out there it's unbelievable <laughs> I, know, it's going up to so crazy. I was watching a tiktok or a youtubes or whatever the youngsters watch <laughs> youtubes and <laughs> they were talking about if it wasn't for pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> californians would have no idea that it was fall that's, because that's how I'm we saying. know oh it's fall because starbucks has pumpkin spice lattes that's yeah. how we know it started as a non-californian native i can tell you that we need those clues because i'm like what what? Where am I? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what season it is? Hey. I can't tell you how many times I'll be like, well, like, you know, next summer and it's like summer or like next winter and I'm already in winter. I just I don't know where I'm at in the year. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I seasons. Who needs them? Yeah. I don't, who needs them? So non-California <laughs> listener, where are you from? Who invented well, seasons? <laughs> I was born in Chicago, but grew up mostly Late elementary, middle school, and high school in Buffalo, New York. Mm. So Buffalo, we definitely New York. had seasons. Like I think seasons, we have, we have like three seasons. listeners in Buffalo. Oh, no, we where listeners. are my Buffalo people? There's three people in Buffalo. <laughs> All three, the, in, the entire Buffalo population <laughs> listens to this little podcast. Uh, I actually have two other, well, it's really three friends because it's a married couple that are yeah. my friends. And then another buddy that all grew up in oh, Buffalo. Wow. And how did you yeah. meet them? Uh, youth ministry circles. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's way far from where we're at. That's wild. <laughs> it's a different world, but. Okay. Well, everybody, welcome yeah. to another episode. As always, Kurt Johnston, Grace Yoon, and back in the saddle Yay. after, what was it, three episodes? It was without three a, weeks, three yeah. Episodes three episodes without producer Chris Lee. Give yourself a round of applause. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I'm back. <laughs> he is back. You know, he is he back. Just, we know. He, no. <laughs> he, he just proved our point yes. in one of our previous episodes. Yes. When James was filling in. And James was going to be very not. Hands off. Yeah. Hands off. Fingers off. Yes. Is a better. Yep. Fingers off. Buttons off. <laughs> and we joked saying, oh, Chris would be hitting buttons left <laughs> and right. And sure enough, it, there we go. There we go. Well, Chris. Oh, it's good to have, it's you, good back to have you back. I missed you guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to be back. Yay. Yeah, we've been praying for you and mm-hmm. your wife and just Thanks. going yeah. through some, some, some challenges. But yeah, it's all sure. good. The Lord's good and yeah. faithful and yeah. awesome. Yep, all, yeah. all part of life, right? Yeah, all part of life. Yeah. That's for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <clears throat> well, everybody, we are jumping into a brand new series today, and we are going to I was going to say lighten the topic. I don't know if it's any lighter, but the last three episodes mm-hmm. were a little bit, I would mm-hmm. say, kind of on the heavier side when we're talking about mental right. health and how we navigate those those moments with our kids and our adolescent age children. And um, this week, we kick off a three-episode series that we're calling Building a Harmonious Home. Yes. <laughs> Building a Harmonious Home. Just reducing the drama. Redru- Redu- reducing the drama in the house. 
Well, Say that three times fast. <laughs> building a harmonious home. <laughs> yeah, and reducing the drama in the house. We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> the jury's out. That yeah. remains to be seen um, yeah. if we can do anything to help reduce the drama in, in families' homes. But mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it yeah. and hopefully share some insights and some learnings along the way. And so we're just going to, without further ado, yeah. we'll jump right in. Right. Today we're talking specifically, Grace, on the subject of... Well, Chris, you just talked about yeah. reducing the drama. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. How do we how do we as parents can we? What might we do to just lower the drama mm-hmm. level a notch in our homes? Yep. That's um, right. maybe lower the temperature. Mm-hmm. Maybe create atmospheres where there's less likelihood for certain types of drama. I mean, um, it, when we think about drama, uh, you know, my first thought on it is we, we talked about in the title of the series is reducing the mm-hmm, drama, mm-hmm. not eliminating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I, I think the first reminder for parents as we jump into the topic is there's no such thing as a drama free household. Mm, true. And, you know, ever since the fall of man, um, <laughs> b- because of our own nature, every household, <clears throat> excuse me, every family throughout history has had its fair share of drama. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham's family had drama. Mm-hmm. The Pope's family that he grew up in had drama. Mother Teresa's family had drama. The Johnstons. The Johnstons family. <laughs> the Johnson family has had pretty, pretty close to perfection. Pretty close to perfection. Amount. We have had a fair amount of drama, largely caused by yours truly. Yeah. <laughs> because when you say the fairly perfect, close to perfect, my, my kids and my wife are pretty awesome. Um, but boy, I can I can create I can create the drama. Usually unintentionally, just my personality tends to Bug people, I guess, is, <laughs> is maybe the best way to say it. Anyway, um, but as parents, as you're listening, mm-hmm. I, I do. I just want to set a realistic bar for the conversation. And I think that goes without saying. We all know. We all know. But I do think that there are times when we think, man, if I was doing this better, if I was more intentional. And by the way, I think intentionality is a huge part mm-hmm. of reducing the drama. But regardless of your level of intentionality, your level of spirituality, drama and families go hand in hand. So let's just let's just own that out of the gate. Let's just own it out of the gate. And by the way, you go through seasons. If you're raising teenagers Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's more drama in your home than there was four years ago. Of course. Yeah. It's the nature of adolescent development. It's the nature of kids growing into their own worldviews. They're starting to think different. They're flexing their, their independence muscles. They're questioning for the first time what mom and dad believe and why do we have these rules and why do we have to go to church or mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. why won't you let me quit the sports team if I don't like it? All this stuff, they're just pushing, pushing. It, that's, it's wired in to the, the, the developmental process of becoming young adults and moving into adulthood. And so, of course, if you're raising teenagers... Your home is more likely to have more drama or at least different types and mm-hmm. probably more elevated temperatures. temperatures. Yeah. The, 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 the number of uh, dramatic events might be the exact same. The temperature the is, way, of the it, intensity yeah. is way higher in adolescence. So we're just going to talk a little bit about yeah. that. So, Grace, what are, what are some of your yeah. thoughts? You're in the middle of this with two 
we would call them early adolescent no. daughter well, one. one. Yeah, one, one of them. Yes, one. for sure. I know. She definitely is at 11. And then I have an eight-year-old who's still... Right. Very much a child. Yeah, very, yeah. you know, still elementary yes. vibe yes. going on. But thank you for that intro, Kurt. I think that's really encouraging. Um, it may seem like, okay, that's just an assumed thing, but we didn't title this Eliminate Drama. And it is Reduce Drama. And right. that, that does help take a little bit of the pressure off. So one thing parents could also think about is paying attention to the context. And I think sometimes it's super easy to just get laser focused on the the issue that spawned the argument or the thing that's causing the drama or the teenager who like said a snarky comment. And then you just get honed in on that. Like, how could you say that to me? I am your mother. And all of like the, the argument and the heat can go into the subject. But mm. one tip that I would have is sometimes there are other things going on in the context that might help, like we said, help you as a parent just not lower the intensity a little bit of your reaction because it could be things like they're hungry or they're tired. These external elements mm. that not doesn't excuse a certain behavior, but it could just help us realize a larger perspective that just gives us a little bit of more calmness and discernment about the situation without necessarily very easily jumping to a reaction of like, my child is just the rudest child ever and it's all going downhill. So one acronym that I read that I found helpful for me is HALT, H-A-L-T. And it's just a check. It's like HALT before mm -hmm. you freak out mm -hmm. as a parent, just HALT. <laughs> and then check these four letters, H for hungry. Is anyone just hungry? Sometimes just, you know, we all know hangry, that yes, term. Yes. Maybe that actually might just solve a lot you of things. I just need a snicker bar. Just, yeah, that com those commercials. <laughs> Anyone in a snicker bar? Are they agitated? Is there some agitation going on? Is there something else that triggered like some stress? Yeah. Um, L for lonely. Maybe mm. someone's just feeling a little bit like off, something emotional, something yeah. sad. Or even unseen, unheard. Yes. That, that's aspects of feeling a little bit lonely right, right? like some unmet need yeah. and then tea you know are we just tired mm. sometimes you just need to sleep it off and that's it so again like i'm not saying there aren't real um issues or you know arguments or behaviors that you shouldn't address as a parent and right. just excuse away because you're hungry because we do need to learn and kids do need to learn how to handle these states in a kind way, even if you are feeling that and, and adults too, but, um, it's more just maybe as a parent, we don't have to, we can help pick and choose our battles more. Mm. So like one quick example is we went hiking, um, with our family recently and towards the end, Karis was getting a little, like, she said a couple comments that I was like, that was really rude, you know, like, and <laughs> as a mom, I feel really disrespected yep. and I could. <clears throat> I could have, and other times I quite do it. How can, you know, you don't do that. Like yeah. go into lecture mode, which right. is my right as a mom. I can do that. Yep. But I also know, and she she had those flush pink cheeks, cheeks, and Karis is like very cranky when she's hot. And so I was like, okay, she's hot. Like that behavior wasn't the best, 
but am I going to choose this time to like really like hone in on that? And like, right. is this the opportunity to be like, you right. don't do this? And blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's going to elevate. That's yeah. going to intensify things. And sure enough, air conditioning. She was great. She's fine. She actually even apologized. Like she was like totally like once her body temperature went out of the sun, right. she was fine. Right. And so, again, it's just increasing our awareness yep. of these external factors can help lower the temperature. Well, you're, you're touching on a funny thing, a source of conflict in my house. When, when my son was in junior high, maybe even early high school, he would do something or not do something or say the wrong thing, whatever. He would, you know, there would be conflict arising and he would oftentimes, in my mind, he would give me an excuse. Ah. And I would always say, hey, I don't I don't need an excuse. I just need to not to happen again or whatever, right? Like right. <laughs> you know, classic. But I don't want to hear classic, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> classic Gen X dad, right? Like, I don't know. And he would say, and this really is what you were just getting at. He would say, Dad, I'm not coming up with an excuse. I'm just explaining myself. Mm. And I was like, well, no, that's an excuse. Mm -hmm. and, and as I've matured and grown a little bit, and even hearing you say it, it doesn't make the behavior right, mm -hmm. but there can be some extenuating circumstances mm -hmm. that explain why they may mm -hmm. be behaving. What What is contributing to this conflict? That's right. To this mood, mm -hmm. to this disrespect that my child showing whatever it is right it doesn't mean we excuse it away but there are oftentimes like genuine explanations that are kind of setting the context or setting the the, the stage for some of the conflict in our home right and that just might help you as a parent lo lower your temperature right it's like okay yeah i it's not she doesn't hate me right She's just hot right yeah, now. Sure. We can talk about her behavior and better ways to handle, right. but I don't have to like freak out. Yeah. I can have a conversation yeah. with her later. Yep. Just that reminder. Well, one, of, one of the thoughts I had when we were thinking about this was almost setting the stage. I kind of did. Hey, there's no conflict free. There's no conflict free home, but I would almost encourage parents to expect conflict. Mm. Just expect it. Um, especially as you know, things about your children. You know that Karis gets grumpy when it's hot. Mm -hmm. If you know that and you choose to take a family hike in 90 degree weather. <laughs> that is so th good. Then you can go, That's hey, so you true. know what? We're going to do this. And hey, Sam, your husband. Hey, Sam, we, we can probably expect Karis to act. Really good At some point, point she's going to, she's really going to over, she's gonna, literally, she's going to overheat. Yeah. Right. And she's going to melt down. But the, I, <laughs> if we expect conflict, mm -hmm. And the more we know about what are those triggers, what are those buttons that get mm -hmm. pushed, then we're not caught off guard by it. We're more right. emotionally prepared when it shows up. Um, my wife and I took our grandkids to this city-sponsored truck show. They just had all the trash trucks, the fire trucks, the ambulance, all these things out in the, a, a strip mall parking lot. <clears throat> and we did so during nap time <laughs> which you know like, well, dun, dun, dun. yep and so but we knew and it was hot so oh, we no. just knew like Tired the, sta and hot. the stage is set the stage is set right and so yeah. we expect and so when you expect it then you can be more prepared for it when That's it shows good. up yeah um a couple, one, one other thought real quick on this and then we'll kind of let you wrap us up Grace, and it's just, just part one of three, yes. so we've got time to unpack this. But my other thing that I would say is I would encourage parents to ask this question. Hmm. How often is the conflict in your home 
the result of unclear expectations mm-hmm. or a, a changing target of the rules. Um, oftentimes, when we're not clear about this, this is how we treat each other. This is these are our family values, the things that we've talked about in the past. Um, this is our expectations around grades, around homework, around how you treat your friends. Just how much of the conflict arises because our kids are trying to navigate stuff, and we've either not explained mm. to them or helped them discover the right and wrong in this area. Um, our family values in this area, what we would, as Jesus followers, what we think God and scripture and Jesus would speak when it comes to behavior and certain aspects of our life. Well, of course they're going to get it wrong, mm. right? They're, I mean, they're just young minds trying to figure it out and they're going to get it wrong all the time. And then we kind of overreact. Well, why, how, why would you think that? Well, I thought that because you've never helped me think about it. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. thought about it on my own. Well, yeah. why would you do that? Well, I did it because I, I don't know. I didn't even know there was another way. I didn't know there was another option or whatever, because we're not talking to our kids about stuff. Um, So I would just encourage parents to to ask yourselves, like, how much of the responsibility is on you Mm. when our kids do things that cause drama? Um, Again, we don't you don't excuse it. Bad behavior is bad behavior, whether they whether you talk about you got to address the behavior. But at least there's this extra layer of grace um, and I think we, going back to the intentionality mm-hmm. idea, um, we can be intentional in how we're raising our kids and our expectations and our values and right and wrong so that, A, when drama comes up, we have a we have like a true north mm-hmm. that we can point to and say, hey, guys, remember A, B, C, D, E, the stuff that we've talked about in the past. Um <clears throat> When it does come up. And also, I do think when you do have some true north, some things that your your kids understand to be expectations and just kind of like the Johnston way, the Yoon way, right? The read way. It, it helps them preemptively maybe make some better decisions and respond maybe a little bit better um, than they would if they were kind of just figuring it out on their own. Yeah, that is, that is so good. And I think it's such a important truth to just hone in on, which is, I think what one thing that you said that really struck out to me is with expectations, it's so easy to just make assumptions that everyone's on the same page. And then that will elevate drama and fight because like you said, sometimes we just don't talk about it because we, to our perspective, think it's so obvious. Yes. Of course you should X, Y, Z behave (laughs) like this, Right. but you're absolutely right. A lot of the drama and tension can come because you are just not talking about the expectations and being on the same page. So that's a really great reminder. A um, couple other things I have, and we could wrap up, is other two other ways to really help reduce drama in your family is as parents, not letting fear of other people's opinion mm. be the parent. Yep. And what I mean <clears throat> is sometimes I feel like as a parent, and I can speak for myself, we react to a behavior with such intensity, not because we are thinking clearly and saying, this is a, a behavior that, you know, I don't think is appropriate and let's talk about it and let's like figure out what our expectations are. It's more of a reaction to some standard we place on ourselves that's based on a fear of like judgment from somebody yeah. else. Yep. And that will intensify our reaction right. or clarity of thought. Right. And that will increase the drama versus reduce the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like if that drives us in, and we're not conscious of it, 
it takes away, it almost is taking away our power as right. parents to make good decisions and yep. discernments of how we react to our kids. It's just being dictated by, you know, other people, yep. what we perceive yep. to be what will the other people's What will the neighbors opinions. think? Yeah. Right? What will the neighbors think? What will mm. the people at church think? If, right. If my son cuts his hair that way. Yeah. Or and whatever. Exactly. And I actually experienced this with some of my friends. It's like when kids are running around, like the other way, where I, I saw that in my parent friend. Is like the kids are running around kind of screaming, like being really hyperactive. It didn't bother me. I mean, at some point we might be like, okay, guys, let's calm, take some deep breaths. Let's calm it down. And oh, let's, let's like not scream that loud. Right. Um, we can do that as parents, but like, it's not like this. I can't believe you're running around and screaming as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Like, how dare you? But my friend had that reaction. And later, I think when we were kind of unpacking it, some of it is like, well, I didn't, it was like they didn't want to um, burden us. Or like, what would we think about their kids yelling? It's like, oh, but my kids were running around yelling too. So it, it all just kind of gets commingled with um, this complexity of, this fear of shame and judgment that can elevate the drama. Because if you do have that, you might mm. yell at your kids more yeah. harsher yeah. than maybe it really right. warrants at that right. time. You could just right. tell your kids, let's tone it down, but not like, my gosh, you're embarrassing me. Yep. And like, and, and how can you do that? And all of that will create more stress and tension with your kids too. And um, that will elevate the drama yes, sure. instead of reduce it. And then one of my last thing is, um, and it goes to your point, Kurt, about the power of being intentional is to teach kids communication skills specifically around difficult emotions. And one framing of this that I find really helpful is to think of interactions around difficult emotions as a puzzle rather than a problem. So normally mm. we view it as a problem, right. like you are annoyed right and or like siblings are annoyed and so when someone is annoyed like when in the past zoe was really annoyed at karis singing really loudly around the house all the time we all know that feeling you like your heart jumps up you're like oh my gosh that's so annoying and then what do you do when you have that emotion you're the worst you're the worst sister ever stop singing like ah you're always bothering me right like the mm -hmm. the the drama escalates yes. in the house and normally we see that as a problem guys why are you fighting like oh like stop it stop the problem but if we think of it more as a puzzle it's like okay what do we do how do we solve this puzzle when you yeah. have this difficult emotion what what can we do to put the pieces together in a more thoughtful way. Right. And so there, and I won't go into it so much here, but we're happy to go into it in like future episodes if we want to, um, is that you could actually take some time as a family and start building out some scripts with your kids. Okay, when you feel annoyed, what are some practical tips you could do? Okay, let's, let's just do three things. Number one, Zoe, you do 10 jumping jacks. Like, you know, and that could represent like taking a pause before you react, like just small things to teach these skills to your kids. That is actually helpful for adults to do mm -hmm. too. And number two, um, let's give you some words that you can say in these situations. And instead of being like, you're the worst, you know, like you're so annoying. Maybe it's like, I have a request or would you be willing to? And it seems like, okay, our little kids really going to do that. Maybe not perfectly at the beginning, 
but you're that's what training is you're training right. them you're teaching them a script and then you're practicing it over yep. their development it's like okay in this situation if you say i have a request do you think you could not sing so loud you know or (laughs) or sometimes you bring in a parent the third could be like and we'll help like come up with we'll solve this puzzle together and we did that like in this case we said karis okay in the shower you could sing but when you're in the you guys share a bedroom so when you're in the bedroom together and zoe's reading maybe not so we kind of worked out a script and it actually worked out really well like they still like had little um annoyances but there was a script for them to follow that they had right. some guidance right. and that right. really did did not eliminate yes. the drama right but it did help reduce yeah. it and um help us move forward in like a productive yeah. way that's awesome yeah. that's so so good um and i just love the different perspectives a different generation yeah. for you mm-hmm. versus me not versus but yeah as, you know um we just we grew up differently yeah we parented our kids differently um our hope in this podcast would be to always give lots of ideas, yes. lots of perspectives, and let you, the listener, kind of go, ooh, that would work in my family, or that that would work in my family. Um, remember, the goal is really not to have homes that have complete harmony. That yes. will never be the case. Right. Mm-hmm. right. The goal in raising kids is not to raise good kids. Mm. Right. It's not to raise good kids who always comply and never speak up mm. for themselves, and they, they, they don't they don't ever um, advocate their mm-hmm. for their because they want to keep this harmonious mm-hmm. home. That's not the goal. That that's not the the goal is to have healthy homes specifically mm-hmm. where we are raising our children to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. And that can happen even in homes that have disharmony at times. That's right. Praise <laughs> God for that because that's every single home. So hey, listeners, hopefully this week you got a few of our thoughts something you can grab onto and we will talk two more episodes about this so we'll keep going we'll see you next time around bye everybody bye